0: Hello everyone and thank you for tuning in to my new podcast, Xena, Life as a Dominatrix. This is episode 8. Episode 8 will be broadcasted tomorrow, the Ides of March, March 15th, Tuesday. This particular episode I am discussing Q&As, so basically um, I have another episode with Q&As part 1, so this is part 2, and um, yeah, I'm, I'm... Totally happy to answer your your questions. So this first question, question number one from anonymous, number one from Instagram. The question is, do you require aftercare after sessions? If so, which forms of aftercare do you prefer? I don't require it, but it's good to discuss the session after what just happened. Um, A good hug. I really enjoy that as well. Um, but yeah, just communicating and a good hug is my, um, my forms of aftercare and also to make sure that the person is okay, that they're in a good headspace. space. Um, yeah, so that's, that's pretty much my form of aftercare. A good hug, talking about what happened, talking about, hey, let's do A, B, and C next time. Or, um maybe like I'll give notes to the person like yeah you were a little quiet or or you took uh this and that pretty good and all that so just great communication and a good hug and somebody might feel emotional or quiet after a scene so that's you know that that's all that's all right that's um that that's normal and uh, and then sometimes the person might feel very happy and very like, yes, I did it, I accomplished this, and yes, this was, you know, a great way to um, experience BDSM and fetish and kink and uh, in my world, and then they leave and they have to go to their world, so um, yeah, so hugging, a great hug, and discussing a session, the session afterwards is my um my uh, go to for aftercare but i don't require it but it's still good to hug and talk <laughs> so that's just that's just me personally so i hope that answered your question so question number 2 anonymous number 2 again from instagram what makes a good slave it's another good question um i will tell you what makes a good slave trust trust is up there uh, somebody that's loyal, somebody that's real, authentic, somebody that you have a great connection with, um, like-minded individual, somebody that's willing to experiment, um, having an open mind, uh, somebody that's willing to have their limits pushed. Uh, this good slave will care for you. They will worship you. They will pamper you. They'll they'll make you feel good, and um, not good traits at all. Or somebody that's toxic and jealous and uh, miscommunication, um, pos- possessiveness, obsessiveness. Just not good traits. But um, trust and loyalty, authenticity, um, authentic person. That's pretty pretty up there for me personally, and. Uh, Yeah, so those are, you know, those are great traits. And then I listed not so good traits, not good traits at all. So, um, yeah, so um, I hope that answered your question as well. And um, question number three uh, from Anonymous, number three on Facebook Okay, the question is, my partner and I want to get into the lifestyle. Where do we begin? Whew, wow, well, um, that's another great question. Um, basically, um, there are munches that organizers will organize. Uh, where do you find this munch? Um, there's a site, um, uh, it's like a social media site, Life where they basically announce in your city or town, hey, we're going to get together uh, this day at this restaurant. Let's hang out. Let's meet up. So these are pretty much people in the community, um, in the scene, um, like-minded individuals who um, host these uh, munches at uh, different restaurants or club and whatnot. So they're basically also into meeting other people as well in the lifestyle. So you're not the only one. So, um, going to munches, there's also, um, BDS, um, clubs too, um, where you get to, you know, you're not obligated to play, but you're, you know, you just, you're a voyeur. You, you watch the different scenes that go on at this, uh, play space. And that's if, you know, um, in your city if somebody hosts a party. So going to parties, going to munches. um, uh, But if you want to keep it nice and private, that's totally cool too. So um, reading educational BDSM literature um, would be a great introductory to BDSM and fetish for you and your partner. Um, That's if you don't want to like want to – Basically, keep it private, and I totally understand. Um, also, getting inspiration on watching different uh, BDSM movies, so you would have to um, do a search on your your own to, you know, get a good understanding what's all out there. So, but um, when I first uh, hosted parties, um, there were, you know, many um, individuals that are were beginning to get into the lifestyle. So. Going to the parties, going to the party scene and meeting other people um, that are, you know, like-minded individuals. That was a good introductory for them. And it was um, an honor to throw these parties. So, yeah. So, I hope that answered your question as well. Oh, here's, <laughs> this is a interesting question. Question number four. Were you a witness to someone having... Sex. <laughs> I'm laughing because I'm remembering this event that I went to in San Francisco. Um, and, um, a, a friend from school, out of all people, took me to um, this party. (laughs) So I was under the impression it was only like a dungeon party, BDSM. Um, So (laughs) it was a uh, two-story event in San Francisco uh, over five years ago. And I walk upstairs and there's like at least 12 mattresses. And every single mattress is taken and everybody on the mattress is pretty much fucking And, uh, they were couples or swingers or whatnot. So I'm like, wow, I couldn't, like, I wanted to watch. I wanted to be that voyeur. And I just watched for like a good, I don't know, 30 minutes. (laughs) And I was just watching and watching like, wow, they're really going at it. Wow. Okay okay (laughs) check mark (laughs) i did this in san francisco check mark (laughs) so that was that was pretty um yeah that was that was interesting um but like i said i just wanted to watch and be be the pervert watching (laughs) um another uh occasion i remembered in um 2005 in uh, munich munich germany where um, i was at another bdsm club and i met a couple from somewhere in spain and they were also at the the same event and um we just all like hit it off and so i was uh at the time i had um, a slave boy that i was uh, playing with at this party and i was flogging him and paddling him and all that And then across the way, I see this couple from Spain just fucking, just fucking, just, just wow. So I, (laughs) so when I was, (laughs) when I was flogging um, this slave, I kept looking up at the, at the fucking action (laughs) at the same time, and then flogging, and looking, and flogging, and looking, so I was pretty distracted, so, <laughs> and other, other occasions, yes, I've witnessed other people fucking, and, um, yeah, um, other different parties, <laughs> um, how many people I've witnessed, I, I don't even know, um, but that's, you know, that's cool, they, they're the, uh, exhibitionists that, like, to do that, and, um, yeah, oh, also, there was, (laughs) there was another party in, like, um, uh, uh, a suburb of Chicago, and it was, like, a theater, glory holes, all that, all that stuff, so, um, I witnessed some other people getting in on there, so, yeah, I could go on and on and on and on, but I'm not going to. <laughs> so, those occasions I definitely remember and I hope that answered your question, but does it turn me on to, you know, watch other people have sex? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it it's more like for me it's more like, ooh, aha, they're that looks that looks fun, you know. They're really they're really doing it, you know. <laughs> so I would like to be that voyeur too. So, um, yeah. Um, question number, let's see. Question number five from somebody else on Facebook. What's your opinion on online BDSM play? Uh, great question as well. Um, online versus real person. I prefer real person. I prefer... Um, Feeling somebody's skin actually picking up a writing crop and using it on somebody rather than telling them online, okay, grab that hairbrush and spank your ass and let me watch through FaceTime. Sure, um, it is fun to do um, online uh, BDSM play, but I just prefer in person to see the person in person face-to-face to feel their flesh, <laughs> um, on the palm of my hand. So, um, but uh, online BDSM plays. So um, there's Skype, there's Facetime, there's uh, phone calls too. So that's pretty. It could be pretty fun, pretty erotic, and um, just hearing the person's voice uh, describing what they're into, what their fantasies are. And they hear my voice, too, and that's a turn-on for them as well. And um, FaceTime, FaceTime is fun, too. Um, you get to you know, tell the person what to do, whether they're in another country or um, across the United States or Canada or where, wherever they are, uh, to tell them you're going to do this for me, you're going to do that, or you're going to do that for to yourself, for yourself, so um, it, could, it could be pretty fun, you know, and um, also, like, if you're interested in meeting somebody in um, that's, like, another like-minded individual that you're really interested in, I would totally, uh, advise to use, uh, FaceTime to get, um, you know, to get to know them better. Um, some people don't want to show their face and I get that, but if you really want to meet the person, it's good to see, you know, who you're talking to. Um, I hope that answered your question as well. So, Uh, But yeah, personally, I just prefer in person rather than online, but online, it could be pretty fun, you know, uh, writing kinky emails to your, um, to the person you're interested in or they're interested in you and they write kinky emails too and fantasies and fetishes and um, yeah, so I hope that answered your question as well. But my opinion on it, I mean, it's fun. You know, it's fun, but it's not the same uh, than in-person play. Um, And if you're, like, shy about playing in person, I totally get that, too. That's why there's that online option to uh, talk on the phone or FaceTime. And uh, it's perfectly normal to be shy about it, too so that was question number five so question number six somebody else on um instagram anonymous number six on instagram the question is what are good characteristics for a submissive starting out um that's a very similar question to question number two but i'll i'll answer it again um trust is up there loyalty is up there um Also, somebody that's obedient, somebody that pleases you, somebody that's open-minded and thoughtful, um, communicates well, enjoys uh, the eroticism to BDSM, enjoys the art, um, has a lot in common with you. Uh, this person will also worship you. And if the person's a masochist, that every slave is a masochist or not every submissive is a masochist. That's totally fine too. Um, but you gotta, you know, respect their limits as well. So if the person's a masochist, um, you know, use that paddle or (laughs) bare hands and go to town and spank away. But, um, I mean being a masochist, it's not you're you're not obligated to be a masochist, not everybody's in pain uh some people are only into the pleasure of um b d s m and fetish, so I totally get that too so um but yeah, good characteristics, yeah, trust and loyalty trust and loyalty communicate well um you're there to please your mistress. Make her happy, um, worship her like um, treat her like the goddess she is. so yeah um, next next question question number seven uh, let's see this person uh, this person sent me a message on Twitter out of all places so uh, this is anonymous number seven have you ever come out about being kinky to friends or family? Uh yes, the answer is yes. So um I think it was my um 24th birthday or 20 it was one of them, but basically um I lived alone in an apartment in Chicago and I um it was my birthday and I invited my um family over. It was a couple people that I only invited over. And I intentionally left my very long riding crop out. Um, Actually, no. Um, It was, I had an open closet and the closet didn't have a door. And you could basically see this closet and the closet was, like, it's hard to describe. But basically, (laughs) I intentionally left a couple toys out. Riding crops, that is. Um, And a family member looked at it. And then, oh, and then uh, right next to the riding crop was a pair of um, black thigh-high boots. <laughs> um, why did I do this? I wanted to, I told myself, okay, this is this is the time on my birthday. I'm going to tell them. <laughs> so um, one family member looked in the closet and looked at me, and she said, are you a um, dumb, and I'm like, you could say it, <laughs> and she, she pronounced it correctly, dominatrix, and I said, yes, I am, and another family paused and said, can you teach me how to do that, <laughs> and I was, like, so relieved, and so, like, um relieved that they didn't, like, freak out, or Uh, storm out of my apartment, and they, um, yeah, so um, I think I blushed the entire time, and um, yeah, and it was, like, I wanted to tell them for, like, for quite some time, and then I just realized, okay, it's my birthday. Okay, they're not gonna, you know, make a make a stink or they're not going to blow up or (laughs) I was like thinking all this, all this stuff. And, um, but they were accepting of it. And then I remember like a few years later, um, um, this, uh, same family member, um, said, are you still doing what you're doing? I said, yes. And, um, We didn't really talk about it much. They just accept it, basically. And current day, we don't discuss it because, you know, it's my life and they have their life. And if I ever want to get personal, I might, you know, I I don't really get personal, basically. I keep to myself uh, with uh, these uh, family members in particular. Um. Vanilla friends, uh, yes. A couple of them, I told them what i do. And they were like, oh, okay. And then the subject kind of like changed. And then I brought it up again. And then it just kind of like, like I got the hint that it was like a little awkward to talk about it. Um, I didn't like... I don't really bring it up to them basically. And they, you know, they know what I do and they're still friends with me. And I, you know, I am who I am and they are who they are. And that's totally cool. Um, I don't go out of my way and discuss, ooh, I did this and that and this and that to whomever. I just don't talk about that. I keep um, my, what I do very private um, in session wise um, with. With anybody basically so I don't really you know um, I just like to keep to myself so um, but yeah I I hope that answered your question as well um, I was <laughs> when I first created um, my website I was like pretty proud of it like oh you know I got my photos I got my information and I'm just pretty proud of it and if you know if um, my friends and family <laughs> um, uh, like oh that's right I do remember um, this other particular family member was like oh my friend from school found you on Facebook and I'm like okay and <laughs> and I, I just you know whatever you know they're just you know I am who I am you know if you accept it that's great <laughs> <laughs> so, and and they accept who I am. So that's that's great. Okay, last question. It was originally going to be 7 questions, but why not 8? Um this question anonymous number 8 from Instagram again. What do you wish the public knew about BDSM? Great question. Well, there are a lot of misconceptions about BDSM, um, a lot of people think that I uh, dress in latex and leather 24-7, that I, o- I always like hold a whip 24-7, that's definitely not the case, um, uh, but basically I will answer your question. Um, BDSM, it's consensual, it's safe, it's sane. Um, there's nothing wrong with somebody, uh, being into, um, enjoying BDSM. Um, it's, um, it doesn't also BDSM, it doesn't always, um, like if your partner's only b- into BDSM, that's great. Um, and then if they want to spice it up and make sex with that too, you know, that's great too, but just, you know, talk about it too first, Um, like, um, and, and not everybody's into, uh, like, into, like, um, into the sexual aspect, um, but, um, like all couples, you know, they're different, you know, they want to only experience the blindfolds, the floggers, the whips. The ice, <laughs> the paddles, the rope, the, the cuffs. And then they just only want to focus on that. But it's, you know, if you want to spice it up, there's, you know, sex out, you know, as well to experience as well. But it doesn't always lead to sex. Um, in my sessions, it's only strictly BDSM. I just um, and I have to always like make that clear uh, because there's that misconception that although um, I offer only BDSM, it's not, uh, for me personally, it's not sexual. But um, that's a, a misconception I just wanted to clear up. Also, it's about trust and respect and openness, um, understanding the partner, um and uh, trust is up there basically so safe sane and consensual playing in a safe environment in a safe space with the safe partner uh the two of you are sane and it's all consensual you talk about the session and um before you have the session or have the what you're going to do with your partner okay we're going to do a b and c would you like to do A, B, and C? Okay, cool. Oh, you don't want to do C? Okay, we won't do that. Um, I hope that makes sense. So, um, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, this was great. This is great to answer all of your questions again. And, um, yeah, I hope that all answered <laughs> your question. I tried, again, not to make it sound all jibber-jabbery, but... um yeah, this was, this was great to discuss. So um, I hope you all enjoyed this particular episode and have a great day.